You know what's scary? How many movements there are out there that sound really nice, they sound good, but they can actually take you away from Jesus Christ and following him. Of course, they're, they're designed to be attractive. Yeah. Uh, if they're if they're looking to take you away, they're not going to make it like it's not attractive. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, you know, you watch like Disney movies sometimes. Like it's like the bad guy is just like obviously the bad guy. Right. But that's not in real life. That's not real. No. Um, and the bad all- guys are usually the, the ones that you're drawn to. That's right. And these, this whole idea of movements taking you away from Jesus Christ is nothing new because we see this in Galatians chapter one. This is what Paul addresses mm-hmm. in the book of Galatians. Which we're looking at this book and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great book. It, it is. Now, I got to say, Dad, welcome back. Yeah, you thanks. were gone for four days. Yeah. But I had people saying they just, they really missed you, especially because we had, you know, Jordan. Um, so people just <laughs> yeah. missed you all the more because we had that guy with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I enjoy Jordan a lot. He's, no, he's a blast. I, I, like uh, I know you do too. Yeah, but, but welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Romania back. was awesome. It was good being there. And, and you you were yeah. able to get to Germany without missing any recordings. That's right. Well, uh, it's because I love our, our you know, you our between the, the between lines listeners. Lines. So, <laughs> I, you know, I just didn't want to take off on them like some people do. So. <laughs> No, I was able to go to Germany for, I was like four or five days. Very check quick out trip. your Ziegler roots. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. The The people were, it, it, it was, it, it's cool in that, you know, I was able to do this conference for pastors, mm-hmm. um, training new pastors. And many of them, many, many were young. Hmm. I don't know if it's, I'm getting older. Or, yeah, you are. Or, or the pastors in Europe are getting younger, but I just love seeing like young blood, just hungry to learn and ready to plant churches. And it's, well, it's the exciting. European evangelical movement is a young person's movement yeah, because it's like the third generation of secular society now. And yeah. these are kids that have, they have no clue what Christianity is. And there's, there's yeah. this hungering for something. There is. And so we're coming through with the gospel and people are responding. It's, yeah. it's really cool and to they see eat what's it happening. Up. So, so when I want to go over there, they're just eating it. Yeah. They're just eating it up. And it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun to be part of. It's, it's, a, it's a dark place. Yeah. But it is, it's cool to see some, some light over there. Well, in the meantime, you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. And we're in the book of Galatians. We were in Exodus. And that's a good book. But I think for some of us, it's like, all right, I'm ready to get into the back into the New Testament yeah. just for a little bit of a break, which is kind of nice. Right. And so we're going to bounce to the New Testament here. Galatians chapter one, I'll start in verse one. It says, this letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself, by God, the father who raised Jesus from the dead. Now, Jesus called him when um, Paul was on, was Saul at the time was on the road to Damascus and he was going to persecute Christians. Mm-hmm. And Jesus appeared to him and said, what are you doing? You're playing for the wrong team. And this is what Paul's oh, saying. His was, conversion is just uh, you know, amazing. It, yeah, it's awesome. And so he says, I, I was appointed by Jesus, not by any human authority. Mm-hmm. All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatia. Now, what he says here. I mean, yeah. We don't have any commentary here. Maddie brought a commentary on Friday, <laughs> but uh, we don't have any commentaries here. But do you have any idea, Dad? I don't want to put you on the spot um, here with this, but do you have any idea that where he might be yeah, writing I, from as he writes? Honestly, I, I wish I could tell you. I, I I should have known because I did. I I just pulled up the just the introduction to Galatia, but I didn't look to see where Paul was writing this from. Okay. I, it was an early book. So it was written, we believe, around 46 AD. So it was even before the Jerusalem Council. If you remember the Jerusalem Council, when they when uh, they got together to talk about, okay, all these Gentiles are coming to know the Lord, and what should we do? It's also pretty obvious it was before the Jerusalem Council because what Paul is dealing with here with the with the Galatia. You have to remember Galatia. Most of Paul's letters were written to churches in a city, 
But Galatia is a region. So it's a whole region of churches. It's a bunch of churches he's writing to. And the Judaizers had come from Jerusalem or just the Jews that wanted Jewish Christians who wanted the new Christians to become Jewish, that they wanted them to go through circumcision and then keep the law and all of those things. So that's what Paul is actually addressing, because some of them were saying that without keeping the law, without getting circumcised and keeping the law, you cannot be saved. That's what Paul's okay. addressing. Okay. This. So um, I'm just looking this up in a in a commentary. Now, this is just one commentary. Yeah. So usually we look at a few because right. um, it's it's good to double check. But this commentary is saying that he's writing from his home in Antioch. Oh, in, well, that would make sense. Syria. Since so. it was such an early uh, such an early one, yeah. I think it would have been between the first and second missionary journey. Okay. All right. So let me just, I'm um, getting out of my commentary here <laughs> back and to, back in here. So yeah. may God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. I do love that he points it out because how often, how so often we as believers, we go throughout our day and we can take for granted the, the fact that Jesus died for us mm-hmm. and that is, that makes every day just yeah. the the best of, of days. Paul includes the gospel in all of his epistles. Yeah, and you should include the gospel in all of your days. Mm-hmm. It changes your attitude. You cannot live. You cannot have. You cannot be grumpy when you are focused on the gospel. Mm-hmm. Verse six, he says, "I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God, who called you to Himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news, but it is not the good news at all." You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Speaking of those that were trying to get them to obey the law in order to consider themselves in God's kingdom. And when there is a, and I'm not saying all movements are bad, of course, but um, this is what some movements can do is they make things look nice and sound nice, but the proof is always in the pudding. Are you following Jesus better or are you being sucked into different ideologies? Mm. Verse eight says, let God curse fall. God curse fall on anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. I so say, he says even for himself. So if, even yeah. if he preaches something other than the genuine gospel, let right. him be accursed. I say again that we have said before, if anyone preaches any other good news than the one we welcomed, let that person be cursed. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Wow. Yeah. I, that's that's the first yeah. time that really stuck mm-hmm. out to me. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. So because you can't do both. Yeah, you can't. And and so there is that. There is a bit some con- conviction here. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be Christ's servant, you're not going to be a people pleaser. Yeah, doesn't and, mean you're going to be this jerk. And a lot of us uh, struggle with that. And of course, it's a temptation for us. But this is yep. a great reminder: if we're going to serve Christ, then that's who we serve, yeah. not people. Now, I, this doesn't because I have had people say, "Oh, I'm just not." Pe- pleasing people and they're just kind of a jerk. Well, yeah. That's not what Paul is advocating <laughs> <No>. for. <laughs> Paul was tactful, but he was, uh, he was all about truth. He was good, he kind was and compassionate. And usually right. when the person is, they're saying, well, I'm not a people pleaser it's because they're not good, kind or compassionate. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> uh, you want to take it to verse 11? Sure. Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. I received my message from no human source and no one taught me. Instead, I received it directly by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. So he's he's equa- he's saying, I understand these Judaizers because I used to be that way where I was so into my Jewish heritage that I persecuted anybody that I felt was a threat to it. 
And he's saying, that's who they are. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. Hmm. When this happened, I did not rush out to consult with any human being, nor did I go to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. He eventually, by the way, did get there. He did get to Jerusalem and he spent time with Barnabas and other believers that helped him to grow. Yeah. But I'm saying it's not the first thing he did, though. Right. Um, he said, instead, I went into Arabia, and later I returned to the city of Damascus. Then three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter, and I stayed with him for 15 days. The only other apostle I met at this time was James, the Lord's brother. I declare before God that uh, that uh, that what I am writing to you is not a lie. I didn't realize that for three years. He yeah. didn't know. He was a believer, but didn't know the apostles. Yeah. That's, yeah. uh, it must have been pretty amazing to meet Peter, you know, after you like studying Jesus and worshiping right. Jesus and you're like, oh my goodness, this is his yeah. disciple. This is, and then his brother. Well, and G- James, Jesus's yeah. brother. Yeah. But, yep. So, uh, verse 21 then, after that visit, I went north into the providence, provinces of Syria and Cilicia, and still the churches in Christ that are in Judea didn't know me personally. All they knew was that people were saying, the one who used to persecute us is now preaching the very faith he tried to destroy. And what a change in Paul. And they praise God because of me. Yeah, awesome. It's great. We're going to get into chapter two tomorrow, but uh, right. let's get over to Proverbs. Yep. Proverbs chapter 20 is the corresponding chapter yeah. for today. And again, uh, one with a lot of tidbits that we could pull out of here, but I really love uh, verse seven we're going to look at. So if you want to look, if you're looking at Proverbs 20 and you look at verse seven, it says, the godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children after them. Now, you know, it's cool because today, Junior, we celebrated the birthday of one of our campus pastors and one of our elders, Paul yeah. Hart. Yeah. And the tradition we have as a staff, it's actually a tradition that you grew up with because mm-hmm. we did it as a family and I incorporated into our staff back when we were small. We still do it, and I, and I love it. We we just spend some time with people uh, recognizing and appreciating the positive traits and what they've learned from the person. And for Paul's birthday, we kind of we go around the room, and I'm always the one, the last one to say something. But before I said anything, Becky, uh, Be- Becky Hart, who's Paul's wife, she spoke up. She said, can I say something even though I'm his wife? And of course, you know. <laughs> And she said a couple of things, but the the big thing that she said is that this is a man who has lived in integrity his whole life. And I've known him vast majority of his life. He's lived in integrity his whole life. And that's why our boys are following Jesus and are who they are today, because they've had a dad who is a man of integrity. This verse is true. The godly walk with integrity and blessed are their children after them. Yeah. I think we pay, we're, we're a little too fast and loose with what's right and fair, just, and the truth. And it is, if we are following Yahweh, if we're Jesus followers, we've got to be people of integrity. Absolutely. All and right. then uh, the International Day of what? Yeah, today? it's actually Children's Day. World Children's ah, Day right. is today. And so for some of us, maybe the best way to celebrate World Children's Day is, according to that proverb, walk in integrity. Yeah, Your children will be good. blessed. But right. uh, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, I don't know, maybe just find a way where you can anonymously bless a child today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember as a kid, there would be people in my church that uh, would would bless me and, mm-hmm. and they would do something like maybe even write a letter and just say, hey, I, I know being a 
pastor's, you know, they'll just uh, yeah. a letter of blessing and then maybe like a present or something. I, I always remembered, remembered those. And I always remember thinking like, wow, the church is, the church, church is pretty cool. Mm, so cool. if you can do that today, maybe for a kid in your neighborhood or just a kid in your church that maybe God brings to mind, it's like, hey, maybe be a blessing to the, mm. to the child. Yeah, it's awesome. Because they're going to be growing up in a world that uh, is a little bit, a lot different yeah. than the world we grew up in. It's not yes, easy the next generation desperately needs us. That's we right. need to be there for them. They do. All right. Well, hey, make it a good day today and walk in integrity. Walk in integrity today. God bless. God bless.